Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show. Hello, Kat Smith from New Zealand. Are you there? <laughs> Is that like Eurovision? Yes, I'm here. Yes. And from New Zealand tonight, you have Nilpong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dupois, Dupois. I love that. And there's always, a, there's always a massive delay. And they're always standing there grinning at you with their whatever sequence they've got on. And then they go, yes, hello, and welcome. And congratulations to Estonia for amazing effort. And, and they go on forever. Yeah. About some I know, it's brilliant. I love it. I love it. I love your revision. About the delays, that's about that's the same with you and me. We just edit them out. Oh, is that trick? Is that what trick we use? That's a so trick. So we sound we like we're actually in the same room. Yeah. Oh, we are so tricky. Cool. We're really tricky. So people love can't it. hear the delays when they listen to this, but there are actually delays. I'm glad you're a sound engineer because I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> so tell me, why do I hear? Uh, why do I hear chirping? Oh, I've gone native. I've gone bush. Uh-huh. The QB of E is embracing nature. Yeah, you're in the jungle. The New Zealand jungle. Famous New Zealand jungle. <laughs> New Zealand doesn't have a jungle. It has bush. Native bush, but it doesn't have a jungle. Oh, wow. yeah, it's yeah, a bush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, the birds are out tonight. Um, the windows are open. It's quite warm and sunny here. And it has been raining all day, so I guess... Birds are now celebrating the fact that the sun has come out up at seven in the evening. And there's quite a lot of them around. There's loads of trees. Yeah, the birds haven't been singing here for months because when it gets cold, they kind of, you know, just die, disappear, disappear, shut up, sit and freeze instead. Death and destruction. Norway is hard to birds, isn't it? Norway is very harsh. It's a harsh place. Not harsher than New Zealand, is it? Ah. We don't have snow that's 100 feet thick for six months of the year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So you know what it's and like. And we don't, uh, <laughs> we don't have, you know, I know exactly what it's like. And we don't have days that start at, I know, one in the morning and finish at midnight in the summer. So that's how it's like. No, so nothing like Norway at all. Nothing like Norway. Okay, and you have fjords, volcanoes. And the fjords, which, which we and really cool yeah. people like the Norwegians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are yeah. Like Norwegians, I think cool we are more in common than we, you know, separate. Like to let on. Yeah. So, Kat, tell me how's your life been since the last episode? It's been pretty good. I can't complain. I'm pretty happy with it. Happy with the way it's going. Okay, and nothing exciting to report. That was what I was after, not kind of a life report. (laughs) 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 We're just asking up to my general well-being. Well, uh, no, nothing really. Oh, actually, yes, there was something to report. Um, I I have driven, yet again, my dad's Ferrari. And this time he let me drive it for an hour and a half on the back roads of New Zealand, which were windy. And he only told me to slow down twice. He only wow. went white in the face twice. So mm-hmm. I think I did mm-hmm. pretty well. So the other uh, times was because and, he couldn't uh, speak. Yeah, because he couldn't breathe. <laughs> it was so much fun. I can't begin to tell you how much fun it was. But man, it was a hard work. Because you've got six gears and you have to use all of them. All okay. the time. You if you had to use the six gear, cat, that means you had yeah. a relatively decent speed, at least at times. Yeah. 
yeah, I was getting relatively decent up to 140k on a wow. small, very small straight. And there weren't very many straights, so it wasn't really high speed. But I was doing the corners that you can normally do 75, and I was doing them in about 120. So and it stuck mm. to the road like, like, like my mother says, like shit to a blanket. Have you ever heard that saying? <laughs> Apparently, shit sticks to blankets. <laughs> no, but I can imagine. I can. I have kids. I can, I can relate to that. You've got kids. I can't work out how my mother found that out. No, can't be you. No. It must have been one no. of your siblings. My brothers. They're gross. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I have uh, not been. Yeah, what have you a been Ferrari. I have been driving the business equivalent of a Ferrari. Oh God. Sort okay. Of. How boring is that? It's uh, 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 how boring is it? I love that. Uh, no, I've been to uh, I've been in Cork to the. Uh, oh, you've been in Cork. I've been in Cork to in the quarterly Cork, elite mastermind. Oh, how lucky are you? I didn't get to go. No, you didn't. We so you. I don't know if you remember, listeners, but we, uh, Vegard and I, met through a mutual friend, Mr. John McCulloch, the evil board genius, and uh, we are both. Um, members of his elite mastermind group and we meet in cork every quarter to well, some talk of us about do. our business well some of us do if we can be bothered getting ourselves across the world <laughs> um i have a good excuse this time uh, and i haven't really missed any meetings until i've been in new zealand and now i've missed two and i'm feeling very very left out yeah but you, you are went. we talk about it? you all the time yeah because you really miss me and you can't really live since you're not me. there and since what we're saying cork stays in cork then i can't let you know <laughs> i'll get it so, out of you at some point yeah no so i've been uh, i've been accountable to the group i've been telling them what i've done i've been telling them what i'm gonna do and let's see what happens the next quarter maybe i'll see you there in three months who knows if you can be yes. asked to get over there to get out of the sandpit because I'm yeah. coming back to the sandpit so I'll be able to get there more easily rather than take a 36 hour flight and be jet lagged to hell and back and you belong come in back the sandpit. two days later yeah sandpit yeah. is your kind of your kind of environment it's my it? kind of it's home. your natural habitat it is my natural habitat hey um my uh Mr QBV has contacted me to say he's thinks he's found a house for us to live in in the giant sandpit and get this is so cool Apparently, there are fennec foxes living around the compound where the house is. I have no idea what I And if is. you don't know what a fennec fox is, they are the cutest little things in the <laughs> world. They've got the massive ears and little beady black eyes and beady little black nose. And they look like, I don't know, you just want to cuddle them and eat them up. Do they, do they bite your hand off? I don't know. I'm not... Don't burst my bubble. This is my dream of adopting okay, a little fennec fox to share with the cats and cuddling them all night. That's yeah. Why do you do that? Yeah, why do you do that? No, speaking of the um, speaking of uh, the sandpit, Cork. I can imagine that yes. people use hijabs there, don't they? They do. They do with hijabs. They do. And yes. if you wear a hijab and go into a salon, walk into a salon and want your hair cut, nothing happens, right? No, it's not true. No, they have um, they have women-only salons, which are blacked out, so you can't see inside. And any woman can go in there, and any woman can work in there. You just take your hijab off, and you get inside. And and to be fair, I've been into many salons where women have come in, and um, their hair is amazing. Because I um, Long, black, yeah, I, I I do 
Yeah, I've, I've mentioned before um, in passing the hijab, the Nazi hairdresser, haven't I? Which one was that? No, tell us again. Haven't I told that story? You know, we have this, um, we have this woman, she's running a salon. She's bought my book, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, and she, uh, <laughs> Always a uh, good start. Yeah, that's a good start. She, uh, a woman with a hijab entered her salon and she denied her any service. Okay, on what basis? On the grounds that um, people like her created all sorts of trouble, uh, basically. Oh, okay. And she thought she was a troublemaker. So that's why she denied her access. She didn't want people with hijab in her salon. Right. Right. So what I wanted to... Uh, but I want to. I've, I've, I have another thing coming up as well. It's really exciting. But in another episode, we talked about the GDPR. I know that's boring, but it's about you know people <laughs> coming to people coming to get you, and people are after you. And we can see the right. same with this. Um, we can say the same with this hijab case because. Do you think you really decide what's going on in your business, Kat? Um, I decide. Yeah, my rules are very clear. What I decide yeah. is, uh, yeah. Very much so. I have rules in my business so that it um, it works for me, so that I'm not having people walk all over me. And yeah. if you have your business, you can say my business, my rules. But I guess what we're going to be discussing is that discrimination. There's discrimination, and then there's your rules, isn't there? Yeah, there are, there is. And uh, I I wouldn't say that that was a smart move from her. Because it wasn't. I want to see and I don't agree with her. I don't agree with her because, you know. At the same time, I think, and this is the controversial part, I think it's up to the, <clears throat> excuse me, up to the business owner to set rules. Uh, which is interesting because the rest of the society don't seem to agree. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> and to no. the point, to the point where the society use force to make you comply. And, of course, this is the second exciting thing I was going to report, uh, is that we now have a new round uh, with the um, obligatory Basin case here in Norway. I briefly mentioned that before. Basin the Basin. ombudsman, did you say? Basin or Basin? Oh, the Basin. Basin. The Basin. The Basin. Yeah. That's Norwegian. Yeah. Just <laughs> 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 Do you know, I, I, I mock Vigard in his accent because he does it to me as well, but I have to take my hat off and I do not speak more than one language. So the fact that Vigard <laughs> is doing this in his non-native tongue and is talking about an industry he's not worked in before, but has learnt a lot about, I'm pretty impressed. That means I'm Not saying that I'm going to give you a hug or anything, but no, yeah, no, 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 I'm pretty no, impressed. I think you're getting too soft <laughs> no, no here. <laughs> what did you do to Cat? Where's Cat? Yeah, bay, basin. Basin. So you, we're talking about the obligatory basin in the salon. What we are talking about now today is that it's your business, your rules. And yes. the hijab case and the basin. The, I probably should just recap the basin case. So there's been a new chain, new hairdresser chain, and they have just stripped the salons of everything. And they are just cutting people's hair and that's what they do. They do not do anything else. I haven't studied them do. in detail, but the point is they're really low price. Just come back. Kind of the industry's Ryanair, if you if you'd like. Uh, so the that's what Ryanair. I, okay. The industry's Ryanair. Cheap Let, budget cuts. Yep. Basically. 
So the rest of the industry has been furious about that, of course, and they've tried to put all sort of stumbling blocks in place for them to make it difficult for them. And what some of them did is that they organized, they had these unions and stuff, and they, they tried to force them by government force to install basins and water. And I think that every hairdresser agrees that you should probably have basins and water in your salon, and it would be stupid without because well, here of health you go. reasons. So actually, well, if you are only providing a hair cutting service and you don't necessarily need to do shampoo for that because I know a lot of people who cut the hair dry and they might just wet it down with a, a spray bottle, so they need a tap, obviously. Um, if that's the service you offer and you're offering a budget service and that's all you're getting, you know you're getting it, then surely that is your business, your rules. You shouldn't have to have regulations to tell you that everybody else is not making money because you're taking their um, budget cuts away because you've got this budget salon yeah. and therefore they're getting their knickers in a twist. So you're not allowed to have that kind of budget salon because we're not getting our budget clients anymore. Maybe exactly. that's what the budget clients want. Maybe they want fr cheap, non-frills, whatever it is. You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. Well, I think the arguments here was about health and, and keeping the equipment clean and stuff like that. But, you know, you only need a sink. Well, surely you'd have so. a tap. Yeah. yeah. There must be some running water in a business, don't you think? They must have a toilet for their staff, surely. They could wash uh, the comb in the toilet. No, I'm yeah, not yeah, Wash the equipment in the toilet. That's brilliant. Well, it's fresh Yeah, water. and do you know what, actually? People who, they clean the barbers and what have you, they clean their tools with barbicide, but like spermicide, whenever I think about it. Mm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, a liquid that they put in a jar and they put all their bits and pieces in it and it sterilizes it, basically. So... Maybe there isn't really a need for a basin. No. But surely it's your. It should be your business to decide, and the, and it should be your clients who make that decision for you, whether yes. they're going to come to you or not. It should be. <laughs> I think this must be the first time in humanity that the government has refused to regulate. So what they're actually saying what is, is that this is a stupid claim. If they don't want to have basins or water, then, you know, that's how it's going to be. We're not so is your this. government turning from a socialist government into a libertarian government? I am not sure what's going so on. I'm sure there must be another scary. motive. must be an ulterior motive. Here. Another ulterior, something deeper going on. Yeah, it must be something going on. state of... Norway. For the sake of the argument, it could have been the other way, and it was for a long time, uh, because mm. you know when it got it was a bit lower in the bureaucracy, it um, they actually said that they should have. That was how the law was interpreted, which means that you don't decide as much as you think you decide always, which is interesting. In you don't sense. always decide. Yeah, you always have. There are things that um legally if you don't want to go to prison for that you'll have to do like pay your taxes even if you don't agree with it you still have to do it because you do it. Well, well you don't actually you don't have to do it but the alternative is you will spend quite a bit of time at uh your majesty's pleasure if uh, <laughs> that's who runs the, runs the prison <laughs> what kind of pleasure do you think and that is? Uh, yeah well, not much of a pleasure at all so you do have the option but uh there are some things that you do have to 
do if you don't want to experience the consequences of not doing it. So exactly. things like paying your taxes and paying your staff and things like that. However, you do get to choose who you, who you want to work with. You get to choose who you employ. You do. But not on the basis of discrimination either. No. So to discriminate someone based on age and sex and what have you and, and marital status, that's illegal. This is an interesting, uh, that's an interesting discussion because my take on that, and this might, you know, come across as a bit discriminatory, but that's not what I mean. But I think it's, in my opinion, it's up to the business owner, you know, to decide who wants into his salon or her salon. Uh, yep. Whether that's on, you know, which criteria that is, I don't care. If, the, if it ultimately is skin colour, which you could say is the racist part here, then I would be up for that as well. However, I don't think that's a smart decision. And I think that the client base, you know what happened in this case with the Nazi hairdresser, you will be punished yeah. and you will suffer yeah. the consequences. So it's probably self-regulating anyway. Um, well, it is a wee bit. I mean, the fact that you can choose your clients and say to them, and this is what happened and I taught my staff to do in my salon when I had it, was if your client is not going to do what you ask them to do in terms of this is how they should look after their hair once they've had it treated in the salon, then you have every right to refuse to serve them. Yeah. Because if they're not going to look after it or do what you ask them to do in the way of making maintaining it so that it makes it harder for you to you know, make it great the next time around, you can say to them, if this is not what you're going to do, then you're not the client for me. And that's not based on any you know, look, agenda or anything else like that. Then there's the other reason, other thing about ability to pay. So if your client's not prepared to pay the price and wants to haggle and what have you, you can say, you're not the client for me. There's some other options for you down the road. Go to the budget haircutting place without the basins. I have so, so much. So you do yeah. have a choice. I have so many titles for this episode running through my head now. Like, <laughs> like be more racist. <laughs> be more racist. <laughs> be more discriminatory. Be more difficult be you know get rid of get rid of your basins get rid of your basins, basins. yeah but i agree you that you do have little control over lots of things but you do have a lot of control over a lot of things as well but you've got to get up and stand up and make a stance about it don't you that's the one thing the Can other be... thing the other lesson we can we can draw from this is what you do about things you don't like and how you react to things that's happening around you that you don't control because the question here is, what would you do if a chain appeared that suddenly uh, decided to cut everything, cut the prices to, you know, so they basically rock bottom pricing and uh, a no frilled service? How would you counter that? And I don't, I don't think the solution to that problem is cutting the water and uh, tearing out the basins. No. I would go the opposite way and I'd provide a service for people who wanted the full Monty, everything, thrown in everything and have the highest prices. Yes. Because you're not going to compete. As soon as you start competing on price, it's it's a spiral to the bottom. It's a race to the bottom. And whoever gets to the bottom first is not a winner, any stretch of the imagination. Because every time you lower your prices, they'll lower your price. They'll lower the prices, and the client will, you know, the the loyalty of the client will bounce between who's got the cheapest if that's what they're buying on. What I found, because I I go through a lot of, I talk to a lot of salons, and I go through the numbers and some stuff, and what I found 
this is just a trend and it might be colored from my, you know, um, what I think about this. Uh, but I found that the salons with the lowest prices generally struggle more. And I also found, found that traditional what uh, the traditional drop-in salons struggle as well. The drop-in cheap service salons struggle. And they don't just struggle with the economy, but they struggle with things like high staff turnover, for instance, because they, they have this yeah. really, the, the tempo is so high, so it really wears on the employees. Like, for instance, if you have to cut someone's hair every, say, 10 to 15 minutes just to get a high turnover, that 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 is really, you you burn out all your employees. So there are not, there, there yeah. is this thing, we always come back to this thing about pricing and uh, it is, as you say, it is a spiral to the bottom and it starts, it, it could, you could end up there quicker than you think if you just follow the low price uh, trend. And so what do you suggest then? Because everybody seems to want to do it or think that they need to do it. Everyone needs to be offering discounts or sales or, you know, you see it all over the plastered, all over the billboards, you know, sale on now. The supermarkets always have sales and their, their taglines always will beat whatever price you find somewhere else and I hate that you know, we have the lowest prices guaranteed blah 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 so the expectation is that that's how you sell but actually it's the worst way to sell and it's the most miserable way to sell and like you say people who sell like that struggle it is possible to compete on low pricing but you would have to kind of employ and embrace the kind of Ryanair model where you cut everything to rock bottom and you upsell people to other things and you sort it that way. Uh, yep. So, so it is absolutely, there is the, a market. And you have to put up with that type of passenger as well. You would. So, you know, the passengers yeah. who fly Ryanair or EasyJet aren't the most nicest of people to fly with. No. They so you have to, if you can most, handle that. It, it is possible to compete on low price. You just have to be way smarter than the others you compete with. Yeah, and, and you, you have to put your, a bit behind you. Yeah, and you, yeah, exactly. And it's going to be stressful, probably. No, I would, as you alluded to earlier, I, will, I would go for the more high end or at least the mid end and not, not try to compete with anyone on price because you can't and it's a race to the bottom. So just by, I would think I would just focus on relationship. It's probably the biggest <laughs> thing. What, you say what, that what were you so thinking now? Nonchalantly. You yes. say it so like focus it's, on oh, your it's relationship. just one of those things. I just focus on relationship. Yeah. Your poor wife. Uh, <laughs> yeah, focus on your poor wife. <laughs> Build strong relationship with your customers and they will come back. And how do you right do card. that? How do you In do that? In one word. In one word. Follow up. Follow up. No, not follow up. Okay. Yeah, what planet are you on? Personality. Oh, yeah. You use your. <laughs> Actually, probably now that I think about that, when I've asked you that question, I can understand why you couldn't answer it. It's because you don't have one. Boom! Focus on the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ice runs through my veins. Mm. Yeah, personality yeah. was Yes, your personality. Because if, you're not, if you're, you're not competing on price and you don't want to compete on price, anything that is unique to you and to your business... And anything you do in it, whether it's cutting hair or doing nails or putting Botox and eyebrows, it is your personality. Because everybody, there is millions of people that do that. Millions of people around the world that do that sort of thing. So you're not special. You're not unique. It's not your unique selling point to be the best hair colorist in the world. 
there are loads of people that do that. The only thing that's unique to you is your personality, and it's the only thing you can use to t get clients to start a relationship with. Which is true. Yes, so that's what I do. And, you, and, then, and when you think about it, you do yeah. things in spite of the regulations then. So yeah. you can still, you know, meet the regulations that you're required to by the government. Oh, yeah, you have but to. But you're doing things in spite of them. You have yeah. to meet the regulations. You you, there, there's no other option. And you can't take on the government, so just comply. But, you know, there's still things you, things you can do. Right, Kat, cool. on that note, we uh, have an announcement. Dum -da -da. Which is the private podcast. Private podcast. Da -da -da -da. Where you can get Kat uh, and my yeah. rambly opinion on your business basically <laughs> well actually our expert opinion it's not going to be rambly like this it is going to be focused and uh uh very targeted concrete. with a concrete with a strategy that you can follow to build your business and um make more profit because at the end of the day that's what you want to do is be as profitable as possible because the more money you have the more freedom you have um and that's always a good thing. Then what the private podcast will involve is you send us your challenges, what you have within your business at the moment, and we will do a private podcast and half-hour session on your particular challenges and what you can do about it. And we'll include any templates that's required and, uh, yeah, a few other little extras, actually. Don't make it too good now. very low sum of... Well, actually, yeah, is this isn't going to last long, is it? This is our introductory offer. So it, it is. Yeah, it's too low. £117. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should put the basins back in. We probably should and increase that. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's leave it for... Let's leave it for a little more, a little longer, and then we'll see what happens. Oh, you too. Uh, so. People can learn more about this on the com, where you can also send us a comment... And if you go to iTunes or wherever you listen to this, you could probably also rate us. You could and you should. Raters, reviewers, yeah, trollers. That's cool. We like trolling. We like uh, we like love notes as well. So whatever your whatever your preference. Whatever your preference. Stick it in the air. That's okay. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back. You're welcome. Oh, no, I mean, I mean, oh, you mean the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> And we'll be back in the next episode. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.